Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello, welcome to the July 28th, 2015 edition of Policy Today. I'm Mary Strau, Communications Director and Research Analyst for the Washington Research Council. Joining me today is Emily Makings, who is our Senior Research Analyst. Um, Today, Emily, we're going to start out with some leftovers from the legislative session (laughs) Fairly important leftovers, however. Um, This relating to the McCleary decision, education funding, um, and the ongoing issues that surround that. Right. The... As listeners probably are well aware, the state Supreme Court found the legislature in contempt last year for failure to provide a plan showing how they would comply with the McCleary decision on school funding. But they did not make a decision on whether to impose any sanctions on the legislature until after they saw what the legislature did during the 2015 session. So yesterday, the legislature uh, gave the Supreme Court its report on the session And um, the attorney general and the plaintiffs in the case and Superintendent Randy Dorn all also submitted um, briefs or responses to the court. So the legislature unsurprisingly said that they had fulfilled their obligations by enacting appropriations for um, material supplies and operating costs, all-day kindergarten, and um, class size reductions in kindergarten through third grade and that they're on track to meet the 2018 deadlines that had been set by the court. They also noted that they continue to engage in the policy review and consensus building necessary to enact further basic education funding enhancements related to compensation and levy reliance. That's the levy issue and teacher compensation is kind of the last um, the last issues to be resolved under the McCleary decision about how legislature isn't quite sure what to do about them yet. Right. Those are pretty complex issues. Right. So they've said that we're making progress. We know this isn't done yet, but we're making progress. But they did not actually submit an act to plan during the legislative session as the court had requested. Um, but the attorney general says that although they didn't uh, produce a plan, they did make real and measurable progress in meeting its obligations and that um, essentially requiring them to make a plan would be, it's kind of a moot issue since they've already acted on, rather than just proposing what the court wanted to propose, they've actually acted. So it's kind of a moot issue. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, the plaintiffs want the court to impose sanctions on the legislature and um, they suggest that the the court could keep the state from acting on any other legislation until they've um, fulfilled their McCleary obligations, or perhaps the um, the court could invalidate all tax exemptions authorized or reauthorized after January 2012. <laughs> that wouldn't be controversial of, at all. Yeah, uh-huh. they seem uh, a little far fetched, but yeah, there are options for the court. Sure, I guess they're just trying to make things easier. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Superintendent Dorn actually acknowledged that the legislature made some progress during the sessions, but he also thinks that the court should levy sanctions. And he suggests that the um, they should enjoin spending from the general fund until the legislature returns in a special se- session and makes some progress towards meeting the obligations. That would be fairly draconian. 
Yes. One would imagine. Right. Um, you know, the thing that strikes me is that we've, we have seen um, some fairly serious intent on the part of certain members of the legislature, for example, Representative Ross Hunter, the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee, and uh, who's a Democrat, and Representative Chad Magandans, who is the ranking Republican on the House Education Committee. Um, they are hopeful, I think, that progress can be made on some kind of levy reforms, transferring the burden um, of basic education from local districts to the state. In fact, they had a, a joint op-ed in the Seattle Times this past weekend. Um, but the problem, it seems to me, that bringing legislators in under the gun to try to come up with a simple answer to a very complex problem may not be um, the most productive. No, and it might not produce the best outcomes. It, yes, you know, absolutely. And, um, and it's, they do still have time under the original right. deadline. Yeah, so. it's till, uh, they have until 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you make a good point that even if they were able to come up with something pretty, it might be pretty slapdash right. and not the best long-term, um, the long-term uh, result for our schools. Right. I think this this of all issues, um, one of the reasons, well, no, the, the main reason it hasn't been addressed yet or it hasn't been addressed, uh, solution hasn't been enacted yet is because it is so complicated. Right. Um, and it really requires a lot of people coming together. It's incredibly controversial, um, you know, sorting out, making sure there aren't too many winners and losers in terms of losers losing out too badly and winners making, you know, making way like bandits. Um, so, yeah, it's, and, I, and I think, you know, Legislators know there's a deadline. I think right. there's been yeah. a, a a commitment to this issue shown on all sides. Um, so it seems to me like the best idea, not that I'm a member of the Supreme Court, <laughs> but the best idea might be to let them address this issue in a more thoughtful way. Right. right. And the Supreme Court hasn't given any indication yet of how they'll they'll rule on this. Um, right. I've seen some estimates that they'll get back to the legislature this week, but or next okay. week, by next week, but I don't know if that's yeah. accurate or not. But Yeah, I'm sure you'll have a lot of members who are wondering if they're going to have to cancel their summer or In fall, fall vacations. <laughs> Winter. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing we can do is uh, wait and see. And of course, when uh, when something new happens, we will we'll be there to provide our analysis. Yep. Um. The other second thing, which we don't have a lot of information on, is that Governor Jay Inslee announced today that he, while he would not be um, imposing a low-carbon fuel standard, he was going to take some action um, by directing the State Department of Ecology to, in his words, step up enforcement of existing state pollution laws and develop a regulatory cap on carbon emissions. Um, All we have right now is a statement from the governor. Um, As we record this in the afternoon, there have been two articles written, both from the Associated Press and the Seattle Times, um, both of them based on this statement. So we don't don't know what form this will take. Um, We do know he plans to do this sometime in the next year and to seek public input. 
Um, but beyond that, we'll again have to wait and see um, what he what he decides to do. It sounds like it could be very wide ranging potentially. Yes, yes, and uh, uh, he referenced in his statement um, legislation that was passed by the legislature and signed by then-Governor Gregoire back in 2008. Um, so I'm sure you'll have a lot of people pouring through that <laughs> law to see what this could possibly yes. mean. So uh, we'll also be keeping an eye on that for our listeners. Um, that's all for today. Enjoy your week, and we will talk to you next week. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.